Welcome to Kaiju Curry House, episode 98. My name is Connor, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Joe. And today's special guest is a fantastic artist who's worked on various um, uh, comic book covers, as well as uh, various other Kaiju-related media, Mr. Christian Gonzalez. How are you doing? How's it going, guys? Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Christian. Of course. Okay. Um, so usually at the start of every uh, podcast, uh, we have to ask a certain question. So uh, basically it is a pun of some sorts, right? Total so dad pun, total dad pun. It is, yeah, it's just a, a dad joke. Yep. So um, so basically what we usually do is we ask uh, a person um, on the podcast, what have Kaiju been up to? Okay. Right. So it's just uh, uh, the eyebrow raise at that pun. Wow. <laughs> That's great. That's it's, great. It's, it's a tongue twister as well. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll start first and uh, and uh, Joe can follow by example. So um, so I'll ask Joe first so you can get the gist. Um, Joe, what have Kaiju been up to? Oh, Connor, I'm glad you asked. I have been up to loads, honestly. So Recently, I, uh, Connor and I both are 3D printing uh, fellows, and I recently joined a 3D printing subscription for dinosaur STL files. These are the type of files that you can 3D print. STL stands for stereolithography, which is basically like little slices that eventually add up to a 3D uh, image. So I joined a tribe on my mini factory which is all dinosaurs which is great and as we were recording on july 1st i got this month's uh dinosaur like bonanza out like i've got my six new files and they're awesome and one of the ones i'm most excited about is a diorama that i can print and paint up which is a dinosuchus attacking a bunch of hadrosaurs which is really cool um I'm terrible at painting water though, so I have a mild amount of uh, trepidation going into that one, but I thought that was cool. I have been speaking behind the scenes to some of the guys at Kaiju Ramen, and I am eagerly anticipating their next magazine drop, which should be within the next couple of weeks, which is awesome. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this recording, you will have it in your hands or on your computer, so to speak. So that's really fun. Um, and then finally, I'm kind of on a dinosaur kick right now, you know, but we're, we consider dinosaurs the original kaiju on this podcast. Um, I have booked tickets for the Jurassic World exhibition at the XL in London. And it, yes, for all you kaiju fans in the UK, it opens on August 25th. Now, that weekend is already sold out ladies and gents so you're going to have to look at it a little bit later but if you want to look it up it is absolutely amazing everywhere it's gone they have had to put on extended dates for it the animatronics the puppetry and the immersive environment five stars across the board so naturally i'm using my children as an excuse to go and see it but that's more or less what uh, I've been up to. I've also been, uh, I feel like it's worth shot, giving a shout out. Um, we've had the X plus drop of uh, new merch that's been shown, which looks cool. I was going to say there's a lot of uh, Jaguar and Megalon uh, stuff flying around these days and X plus did not disappoint to that end. I'll mm -hmm. let someone else probably talk about that though. Anyways, Christian, what yes. have Kaiju been up to? Well, lately I've been on a, well, first and foremost, I've just been trying to draw every single day. Should I make it a habit? You know? Like, oh yeah. Like it's like if you're people, a writer, you got to do it every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I kind of like, if I don't do it, I feel like, uh, I feel guilty for not doing it. So I kind of like every morning I draw for like a few hours. I've been, uh, this year, actually, I've been like on a huge, uh, Nintendo kick. So my stuff's been like more cartoony than my previous years, but I have done some kaiju stuff here and there. Like, on my uh i started a patreon where i'm doing like a monthly sticker sheet and this month was a uh, or last month was godzilla versus gigan so it was oh, nice take my like this year's cartoon year vibe and apply it to my older kaiju style and like kind of fuse it so that's fun i've also been uh playing games a lot trying to get through a, a backlog that i have you know mm -hmm. just any games in particular 
I've been going through Pikmin actually. Pikmin? I, I started, yeah, I started emulating uh, GameCube games. Oh, so nice. I'm going to play through uh, Pikmin 1 and 2. Kaiju Kai has just not condone piracy of video games, but <laughs> uh, I say, I say I'm at, um, you know, I, uh, I bought them on the eShop because you can do that. Yeah. Emulation is not necessarily pirating. Emulation is cracking a console so that you do not have to buy another one. It's a uh, game preservation. Exactly. I was going to say, you know, the company just... doesn't want to do it. So somebody's got to do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. What's your favorite Nintendo game, by the way? I, I gotta say Pikmin, probably Pikmin too, specifically. It's like so, because uh, it's, it's got, I mean, they're small, but they're also like kaiju, the creatures, when you think about it, because your guy's like this big, and you're facing like creatures like that big, so to him, they're kaiju, so it's like, I love monsters and stuff, so like the creature designs in that game are just so rich, it's like, I've been obsessed. I go with Pokemon Snap any day of the week. Oh, Original yeah, Pokemon Snap, though. Yeah, yeah. That was Did so good. Mean? Pardon? Do you play the new one or not? Oh, on the Switch, I keep seeing pictures and stuff of all the levels, and I'm just I'm dying on the inside. Yeah. I, I haven't played it, but I've seen it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, our our little man has a Nintendo Switch, and he hasn't got Pokemon Snap yet, because he's just like, why would you want to take pictures of Pokemon? That sounds <laughs> weird. Like, why? That's, there's no adventure to that. It's like, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you don't get it. Yeah, he, they're all keen on Mario Kart, though. Mario Kart, you know, oh, like... Man, really Mario Kart is... Yeah. That, Mario that, Kart's that, a drug in itself. It's just, you know, yeah. too addictive. No, and, now, and now they're feeding it even more. They're doing the expansion pass for, like, 48 courses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's awesome that you've been drawing. I really enjoy your shirt, too. For those of you who are listening oh, yeah. along, Christian has a schematic of Godzilla's head? It's actually done by uh, Hazen Becker. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. He's done some cavity shirts, cavity colors. Oh, cool. Shirts and uh, yeah, it's like the... Uh, no, yeah, now that I can see it better. You have a black outline of Godzilla and then yeah, underneath of that, you yeah. have like an orangey red of the 1975 Mecha Godzilla like yeah. outline where like the rubber would be, the rubber Godzilla skin would be overfit. That's yeah. really cool. I think That's it's awesome. based on a behind the scenes photo of like the mechanic, mechanical part of it. Oh, so he right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's his name cool. has, has in Becker. I think his name is super, he's a great artist. I love his work. Really well, I'll, have to look, I'll have to look him up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Christian, it's your turn to pick on Connor. Now you have to sit that uh, on. What have you kaiju? Well, okay, let me start over. What have kaiju been up to? Oh, beautiful execution. Thanks. First time. <laughs> um, so um, I have been uh, learning some new 3D software because um, those who know me, I am a 3D artist, of course, uh, that does 3D prints. Um, now, typically, I've been using ZBrush to create monster sculpts, but uh, very recently, um, I think it was either the beginning of this year, I believe I might be wrong in this, um, uh, the company ZBrush got bought out by a company called Maxon. Now, generally speaking, um, it, it was basically you get a, uh, a free update to ZBrush every so often, so you're always up to date, right? Um, so as Maxon bought uh, ZBrush, um they stopped the free updates so if you want to get the newest version of zbrush you gotta pay so i decided to learn some uh, blender for a bit and i'd actually previously used blender in the past um to do uh uh game related stuff uh, which didn't go anywhere and uh it's basically like um baby steps pretty much or learning how to walk again pretty much like because you haven't used this software in so many years but uh yeah hopefully um hopefully there'll be more monster sculpts coming out of that software um uh in the near future at least um i actually used the creature from black lagoon as like a, a test subject you know um which i'm still working on but because of work you know it's just you know find the time to actually get to do this sort of thing um but anyway aside from the 3d sculpting stuff um i've mentioned this uh in private to like uh Joe and the rest of the uh, the UK kaiju uh, um, folk is that I'm writing a book. Yep, I'm writing a a, uh, a novel, believe it or not. You know, I've been working on it for at least three months, and it's 
is kaiju related and uh that's all i'll say just now you know i better not uh, spill too many details but uh, what a hook what a hook. yeah what a hook yeah keep an eye on the connor back cs baxter's next novel <laughs> Okay. No, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Oh. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, the whole the whole story has uh, been uh, marked out, you know. And I'm there's going to be fifteen chapters roughly, so and we're down to down to six chapters already. So we're we're getting there. We're Thanks. almost halfway there. Really? So, yeah. Anyways, um, so uh, Christian. Um, would you like to um, tell the viewers about yourself, uh, um, who you are, what you do, and how you got started uh, being an artist? All right, so obviously my name is Christian Gonzalez. My online handle is Seaguns, which I came up with. It's Christian Guns, Sea Guns, and then, you know, I uh, made up a dumb name. But um, I started um, really getting into drawing in high school. So like 2012, probably like I started like as a teenager, I started like I was like obsessed with uh, Matt Frank's art. So I would always like try to mimic his style and learn like that. Mm -hmm. And I just progressed throughout the year. I got like a, like a some crappy Android tablet like way back when I used that. Got another one. It was like a little bit bigger until like I'd say like what like uh, 2019, I got an iPad and that's what I've been using ever since. I've been using Procreate to draw. Mm -hmm. I have uh, done a whopping two covers for IDW's uh, Godzilla series. It's better than nothing, you know. That's too hard to me. I would do more, but you know, they kind of like, you know, they're kind of bad at a uh, correspondence. But uh, so yeah, right now I'm just doing little odds and ends here and there, commission work every now and then. I did do some designs that are licensed for official godzilla stuff but i don't know if i can talk about it i didn't sign anything but just to be safe and yes that's my most uh, recent official thing that i've done is mm -hmm. those yeah um so uh oh, the first time i saw your artwork was um believe it or not the uh, the, the godzilla unmade all your uh dramas okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah uh how how did you manage to get from doing more fan made stuff to being involved with more official stuff like with like IDW and such for designing covers or um, you recently did work on uh, Redman I believe the yeah Redman okay so for the most part it's just harassing the right people just constantly messaging everybody I can until it's like fishing you're just like constantly putting it out there until you get something. IDW was a lot of like going around to different people being like, hey, who can I talk to? Who can I talk to? Whatever. It's like, oh, I'm the writer. I don't know. Like, you know, eventually that was just finding the right person and getting mm -hmm. lucky, I guess. And then stuff like Redman, I, I, I've kept a pretty good relationship with Matt throughout the years. Like I went from harassing him as a little teenage kid, like to like actually now we're like, you know, respect each other. And like he gives me some work every now and then and, like I ask him for advice. So Redman's all from Matt. He's a great guy. Um, always giving me, you know, leads here and there. So yeah, I'll, I'll always jump. I'll, I'll always stop what I'm doing to help Matt out with the project. That's great. Um, yeah, Matt Frank is of course a brilliant artist. I haven't spoken to him personally yet, but uh, he does seem like a, a chill dude from what I can yeah, tell. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like so, you 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 poked and prodded um, uh, to get uh, IDW's attention to do uh, respectfully poked and prodded. I'm sure. Yeah, respect. Yeah. yeah. How do you how do you find the right people? So is that a thing where is there like uh, do you just scope out who's gonna be writing on a project and like, then like if I see uh, like a oh IDW's new series coming out and then as someone does the cover I'm like okay so who did the cover let me see if they have social media or if there's like a and then I'll see like they talk to different people who are like oh I see I found like the writer for the new comic so let me message him and they'll be like oh no you gotta message this guy so it's just like just like just talking to as many people as you can trying to figure out who to who's the right person to talk to so a little right. bit of practice and just detective work and finding the right people and yeah, literally just, off you get yeah just being how long was it before you said you started in high school how long how many years would you say it was before you got your first official gig oh man uh so 
my first ever official thing was doing some additional ink for Redman for Matt. And that was, so I started in high school, I guess 2012. And like by start, I mean like my drawings were like, like bottom tier, like starting, like, and then two, I, like learning and learning. And then eventually I think, I want to say 2018 was when Redman came out. I'm not really sure. Um, 2018 or 20, no, yeah, 2018, I think. So yeah, I guess 2018. And then my first big thing was in 2020, I believe, with the IDW cover. 2020, what a year. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I know, what a great year. <laughs> right. I mean, okay. artistically, <laughs> I got a lot of time to work, but that's the only good thing about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think everyone got a lot of free time during that period. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Great time for comic books. I'm telling you what. Speaking of, where can we find that comic? Is it available as a uh, trade paperback yet on Amazon? Yeah, trade, trade paperbacks. So I'm sure you can find them on eBay or yeah. probably Amazon. I mean, I'm not sure. They sent me the one, but they haven't sent me the second one that I did. So I don't even know if they're gonna do that because again, IDW kind of sucks at a uh, correspondence. Actually, the, the thing that happened was the editor that I was working with, she got moved to like another department. So like I was just left in the wind. So I had nobody to hit up for covers or anything anymore. Got to figure out what oh, to do. That's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. But, it was yeah. really. That's the, the joys of working in business. You know, it's just like you just have to deal with lack of communication sometimes, you know. But, yeah. uh, um, that's true. Yeah. Of course. Um, when you get to do official um, Godzilla art, um, is there any restrictions, um, that you, like a, like a li list of rules that you have to abide by uh, whenever you're like say drawing Godzilla? Because uh, we were talking about um, there was a recent art competition um, for the uh, I think it was like one of the Call of Duty games where uh, yeah. It was just a long list of uh, rules that were more like legalities, really, in terms of like drawing Godzilla. Um, did this ever happen? Like uh, when you were designing covers, did was there any like uh, messages saying that can you change that, please? Or you know? So I'll start off by saying that you guys have no idea how badly the '98 Godzilla has like given Toho like trauma, like really, it traumatized them. Like it's like. It, it's honestly like ridiculous i never got like a list obviously um that would have been helpful so i could have avoided having to send it back and forth and back and forth and then um but yeah it's it's like my first cover not so much with the godzilla and Biolante. and then the second one that i had gigan on it it was like a whole like it was like a whole ordeal because like i had first gigan had no head and they were like oh yeah that's fine and then I inked it and then they're like, oh no, he can't have no head. He has to like have his head attached. I'm like, okay, well, there goes like the whole like crux of that cover. And then Godzilla had three toes. He needed to have four. I believe that's what they said. He couldn't have, I gave him like a little beard, like spikes on his chin, like a beard almost. And they're mm -hmm. like, you can't have that, even though, you know, Godzilla Earth has that, but you know, God forbid. Yeah. And I had Easter eggs all over the rubble. I had like Shukra and Mamagan from Godzilla vs. Gigan. I had Mazer tanks. I had like all these little Easter eggs, and they like take them all out. <laughs> Nothing. You can't have any of that. It's ridiculous, but uh, you know, it's it, what it is. Yeah, the whole thing does sound a bit bizarre. You know, like because um, you think some of would sell more, but it's probably I don't know. Like it is very protective of their uh, their baby. It probably comes down to uh, two things. It's one they want Godzilla to have like a unified corporate image so that people know it is Godzilla and he's, he remains easily recognizable. Yeah. And then the second thing is what licenses the comic, in this case, IDW probably has to work with. So while you probably throw in a whole bunch of references, I Mamagon and the Mazer takes things like that, those are probably Toho licenses that IDW hasn't paid for at that point. And yeah, when true. you see like when the fans see, oh, that's awesome. Probably like the people that are you know holding the purse strings at IDW are like, oh, I just blew our budget. <laughs> but, well, I my editor because she's the one that had to go back and forth with Toho the whole time. Yeah, it's it's like, probably one of those it. things. Yeah, I'm sure that there's continuities that they want to protect. There's the licensing, and then again, it, it once you have like a trademarked 
corporate image of a character, you have to stick closely to that. Yeah. because otherwise it just becomes so easy to have bootlegged and copied you can't oh, do yeah, anything about it sure. so. and again i think a large portion is a uh, 1998 trauma though from ptsd from uh the so i know that the 98 godzilla had a chin but and uh you know mr totopolis was uh, i think he cited that he, there was a share con an image that he really liked and one of the things about that tiger that you know like really drew him in was that it had a pronounced chin and he wanted to give yeah. godzilla that to give him a bit more facial character you mentioned that you know you put spikes on the chin gave him a bit of a scaly goatee as it were um is there are were there any specific 98 godzilla references they were like oh no 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 no, no, no you can't do that uh they didn't really reference the movie specifically but i mean i'm, I'm kind of like hyper it's just it's yeah yeah it's they're just how like, protective they were of their yeah they're just very protective i, I imagine it's like how uh, like nintendo's with mario or like pikachu is you know like they, they can't be like altered they have to be like pure i guess oh yeah because godzilla's had like 80 different looks so you'd figure you know like who cares mm -hmm. what is your favorite godzilla look oh man that's tough did they let you pick when you were doing the cover or did you have well, to stick to a particular guy? Well, no, man, it was kind of like a fusion. Like I didn't really like had to stick to a design. It just had to be like overall, like, oh, this is Godzilla. Like my first one, I liked more than my second one because I stuck more towards like a fusion of Showa and Heisei. All right. If I had to have like a top three though, I guess, like designs, I'd say probably, I mean, I really like Monster vs. Godzilla. I know it's like, you know, like, Oh, you know, Monster Monsterverse Godzilla is fine. I respect Monsterverse yeah, because uh, like Gareth it. Edwards poured a lot of his heart and soul into approving just the right Godzilla that's also somewhat physiologically believable. Yeah. I feel like I mean giving Godzilla visible gills answers so yeah. many questions. I feel like the spikes are great. I feel like the the, that design got a little got a little uh, flat from the Godzilla community oh, because oh, of his legs, yeah, I mean, his legs and his toes. Like, but at the end of the day, for a creature that size, you have to have these like yeah, pillar-like elephantine sort of feet. Thunderfly, yeah, thunder I mean, like those are massive muscles that are supporting this creature. I yeah. I feel it was wholly justified, but I think it Again. makes him look more intimidating, you know, more more uh, weight, yeah. I guess, you know, like shows that he's like a, a large towering monster, really, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I'd yeah, I'd say the um, twenty fourteen Godzilla is a, a great design. Um, I'm one who didn't actually like the revisions they did to Godzilla in the the, uh, the other MonsterVerse films because uh, right. I just feel like. It's nice to have the classic dorsal fins, but they do feel a bit tacked on, I think. Uh, I just don't think they fit with that Godzilla in particular. But, Did uh, you read the comic book where they explain why his dorsal plates changed? I've seen a few comic panels. Yeah, don't they get blasted like off? The, yeah. the, the canonicity of those comics is pretty dubious, though. Mm, that's Fair true. enough. I do yeah. like it, though. They explained it in such a way. So like, there's like a big papa muto by the way Moodle and prime. uh pardon muto prime yeah and uh he he's a pretty he she it is a pretty angry customer and um it tends to like go after godzilla's it has these ovipositors that it sticks into godzilla's species and it's it's a very xenomorph-esque sort of business anyway um godzilla has a fight with this here said muto prime and in the crux of it um whether he's trying to power up atomic blast pulse whatever he's getting you know ready to do um it goes badly for him and it kind of backfires on his plates which are like where he stores a lot of his nuclear energy so it's similar to like how if you pull or you shouldn't pull off a, a, a gecko's tail but you know geckos can shed their tails when they're in distress the thing is though is the tail that grows back is never the same as the original so Godzilla's plates did grow back, but in this case, they were not the same as the originals. And they retained some of those shard formations from when he had this traumatic battle with the Mudo Prime. And I thought that was a pretty nice way of explaining it whilst making him look more Showa. So yeah. I, I, th I think that it was like a nice way of bringing it in. Incidentally, we got our announcement for the next MonsterVerse film, 
Yeah, which is going to be yeah, it's going to be dropping next March. Or not no, next March. Yeah, twenty twenty four. I'm oh, a March. year ahead. I'm a year ahead. You but <laughs> but um, in any case, I thought that was great. So we're getting series. We're getting another MonsterVerse film. It's a great time to be a kaiju fan in that. Island anime too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yep. Um, so Connor, I picked on Christian. I want to hear what's your favorite Godzilla. I don't think we've asked you this. Oh, it's the one from Destroy All Monsters up till uh, I believe it's Gaigan. I think is the last film. It yeah, was it was a pretty uniform look. For yeah, for the, for the shower period, that's for sure. That when was, I uh, think when I think of shower designs, that's the Godzilla in my head that pops up uh, for the most part. You know, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, even though um, I especially like it in Hedorah where um, he gets injured, right? And I kind of wish they kept that consistency with uh, versus Gaigan. Like he's got a melted hand, his eye is is blind one eye, but. Uh, we can't have nice things, unfortunately. But um... yeah, that, that's peak show Godzilla. Although one that I do really like also is the um, and not a lot of people like it. It's the one from versus uh, Ebira. Oh yeah. Um, oh Muppetzilla. Yeah, the yeah, cookie monster. Actually, I have um, from this gentleman in Japan who uh, he creates these using like the old techniques. Oh yeah. And I have um, like a, a replica. Oh wow. Oh, folks, we are. All right. So for those of you who are listening along, uh, you can go find this on YouTube. But Christian is showing us a custom Godzilla bust. He, he uses and, like the whole like uh, latex and like compiling material. Oh. And you can even like has like a little puppet hand. You can. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. great. Also got a tube that connects to a. Uh, like compressed air and you flip it upside down and it shoots smoke out of his mouth. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. This guy's amazing. He's a gentleman in Japan. I'm not sure if he ever actually worked on any of the films, but I mean, he could have. Looks like it. Mm. Pretty cool. That's oh. pretty awesome. Yeah, sorry to the segue there. I just had to. No, 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 no. no. This... Bragging about your own personal Godzilla stash is always allowed on this podcast. Thank you very Fair much. Enough. Since we've asked everybody else, I will remind our audience that Godzilla 1984 is my favorite Godzilla costume. Love that. Menacing Godzilla's all the way. Don't make fun of his eyes. Come on. Don't make fun of his eyes. Yeah, Godzilla. The Muppet eyes. Yeah. Such an intimidating design. And then you get to the eyes. I like uh, 84 as well, just especially when it's the robot head and the lip just goes yeah. up like that. <laughs> oh, Cybot Godzilla. Cybot Godzilla is great. Snarling Godzilla. I think it was really effective in one scene and that only <laughs> scene was when you just see like the side lip curling back and then he yeah. torches that bridge that much that was good but the whole rest of it where like his entire face kind of lifts up yeah but it was i thought it was great though i great do have film. to go on record though and say monsterverse isn't necessarily my favorite i think my favorite goes to uh shin godzilla's third form with the little arms mm-hmm don't they all have little arms? I feel like I was a way to guns. mention that. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 which one is it? The second one. The, the little second dude. one. All right. All right. So, so, one, if you will. so the red one. The red yeah. one. The one that oh, screams and has the little arms. I have, I have it tattooed on my, uh, on my arm. Oh, yeah. that's great. That is beautiful. Designed, designed by Matt Frank, actually. So everybody who's listening to this, please go on YouTube and see a really wicked tattoo design. Sorry to be so anti-audio uh, listeners here. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, no, it's fine. I was going to say, you, got, you guys can subscribe to us and like us on YouTube, you know, for those of you listening. Thank you very much. Um, no. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, Christian, what other projects have you been working on other than Godzilla? Have you done any other kaiju stuff? Besides, I mean, you mentioned Red Man. Yeah, just so, Red Man, really. Red so Man, Red some Transformer stuff actually from Matt as Ooh, well. What kind yeah. of Transformer stuff are you allowed to say? Um, yeah, it, it came out already. I, I worked on this, I think, during the pandemic as well. Um, it was like a trading, not a trading card. It was like a, a deck building game. Oh, and cool. he, uh, he was doing all these robots and the car versions and he needed, you know, help because he had like on a, a time crunch. So I did all the vehicle forms of the, uh, the Autobots. Oh, cool. So that's pretty cool. That's what I did. Uh, I that remember, and, and that's pretty much it. As far as I, I remember like, 
I remember trying to draw stuff, and for the life of me, there were two things I could never draw: people and cars. Those. Oh were no, I, I can't draw cars either. Man, I was so daunted when he told me he needed help with the vehicle. I was like, I don't know. All right. What are you asking me to do? What? You know what I do, right? Monsters. That, that's yeah, a car. I, I draw cool. organic stuff. You know, not a yeah. robot. He'd all be like uh, Mike Mignola, who uh, never draws cars in his comics at all because he can't draw them. So um, I'm going to have to go back and look and see that. I've never noticed that before. Have you ever seen a car in Hellboy? Um, That's a good no, point. No, no. What a cheater. Wow. <laughs> just, uh, they, they he always draw... draws them in the cab. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the I don't know whether that's sneaky yeah. or a masterwork. That's amazing. I've seen some who don't draw feet or anything either. It's kind of funny. Is that Rob Liefeld? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing, though. So, like, in art classes, right? So we're talking about how you started your artistic career in earnest in high school. So I remember, like, my high school art teacher, like, all these lessons on how to draw hands and faces. They never yeah. talk about feet. Yeah, that's true. They just, they just don't. Record, I couldn't draw hands for the longest time. Like, Oh, nobody like, can draw hands. It's impossible. Why even bother teaching people? That's why all my Godzilla's are like, like, oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> That's how they all are. <laughs> Only so much you can do with a hand, you know, like. Well, well, that's the thing as well with monsters. Like, you don't, you don't need to worry about anatomy a lot of the time. You can just make stuff up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah this is the thing. So that actually brings up an interesting point. So we talked shortly before the podcast, we were rambling on about introduction of like mammalian features and how like all monsters are chimeras. So like, what are your favorite like traits that you had to draw or incorporate into your Godzilla artwork? Like ears. when you draw Godzilla, okay, so ears. So Godzilla's ears. So listeners, like this is a pretty Godzilla heavy episode for us. So 1954, Godzilla comes out with like a few noticeable things. He has spiky plates on his back. He's essentially like a 1950s T-Rex. He has four toes, four fingers, if you're including a thumb. He has fangs and he has these great little ears on either side of his head. So ears, we were explaining earlier, um, or at least I was talking about it earlier. Ears are a, or at least visible pinna, that's what they're called, like that cartilage part of your ear that sticks out. That's a mammalian trait. That isn't reptilian. That isn't found in fish or birds or amphibians. It is mammalian. So when Godzilla was originally created, there were a whole bunch of different things that were just kind of like brought in to make him look the way he does. So what are some other fun things that, you know, you Christian had to draw? Like, what are some really great character bits of your Godzillas that you've like made sure to throw in? Like people will know it's yours, things that you're proud of, you know? I have to look at my drawing again because I haven't seen it in like two years right now. But, um, Obviously, the ears, like I said, you know, I feel like ears on Godzilla is a must, you know, it's like distinguishes him from any other dinosaur. You know, it just adds a lot to the design, just little ears is all you need. Let me see. I mean, obviously, the, the posture and the stance is because he's a dude in a suit. So I try to keep that going. Obviously, you know, that's essential to the design. The tripod stance. Yeah. Tail yeah, yeah. I also like the um, like the neck wrinkles. Oh, neck yeah. Yeah, that is a fun thing to include. Kind of have to have that. Kind of keep the the show of charm to it, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Kind of make it yeah. look like a mix of a like baggy because it's skin, and also baggy because it's like the wrinkles in the costume. Try to incorporate so, those there. So when you draw Godzilla, you actually like to like have a bit of fun with it and make him look oh, yeah. like he's a guy in a suit still, even though in like the comics, obviously you know he's a completely yeah. fictional character. Yeah, that's fun. Like, so far as like his facial structure too, like with the eyebrows and everything, do you go for an angry Godzilla? Do you go for an animal Godzilla? I go for the show eyebrows, the really big, like obvious, like Godzilla versus Mothra, sort of. Yeah, like, like toad like eyebrows almost. Mm -hmm. The frog. That's oh, my thing that I was like about the show. Speaking, and of, the of, speaking of the frog, I've actually got this one on my desk right now. <laughs> Come yeah, down. that one is a frog. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> For those of you who are listening along, Connor just uh, picked up a NECA 1962 Godzilla and waved it for the camera. Yeah. The, the 62 Godzilla does not have ears, does not have four toes, does not have fangs. It does they, look like a frog. They, they, they lopped off quite a bit for 62. 
my my head canon is that when he got trapped in ice, his ears thawed off, they fell off, and his third toe fell off also. His fourth toe. Oh, so this is this is frostbite. That's that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Because he got trapped really? in ice in 55 and he still had ears and four toes. And then in all the other movies in the show, he doesn't have ears. You know what? I've never heard that theory before, but poor and you know what? He has black skin generally, anyways. So I mean, like yeah. you'd never yeah. know. This is this is canon though. You know, total might it's frostbite. It, but... you, you you heard it here first, folks. Christian Gonzalez has come up with like the perfect plot cannon for this. Yeah, you have exactly. you have solved a 60-year-odd mystery. Wow, that's good. You're welcome. That, that, that is really this good. This is why your viewers need to like subscribe to your stuff because they get all this kind of exclusive. This is content. this is amazing content. This is what we're known for, rambling and going off topic, to be perfectly yeah. honest. So I think nobody else. Knows well, are <laughs> well, those professionals can be. So, so you you mentioned that you also like Shin Godzilla. I love so Shin yeah, yeah I, I think every, a lot of people like Shin Godzilla just because of it broke a lot of rules for Toho yeah. with Godzilla. Yeah. I so so when you mentioned ears, Shin Godzilla, if he has ears, we don't know where they are. It's kind of I, I, if you've seen the Fantastic Four movie, you know when Johnny Storm asks Ben Grimm, it's like, yeah. "Where are your ears?" Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things. But I, I, it's a really fantastic creature. You mentioned earlier, like you identify, you know, the Shin Godzilla design trouble and the small arms. It, it, he does yeah. have. I love that. He, he needs to go to the gym. To be fair, but I mean, like, yeah, they are yeah, he's got huge legs. So it, it yeah, yeah. So like the arms are really great. They're almost like. So obviously he's he's not a healthy looking critter, Shin Godzilla. If anybody who's listening has not seen Shin Godzilla, you need to stop this right now and you can go see that movie. It's so good on so many different levels. But um, not only are his arms, they look like they've been burnt to a crisp in his final form, to be fair. Yeah. But they also look like, I want to say embryonic in the way that they haven't been completely formed yet because they yeah, are so... They're so uh, desiccated, I guess is the word to use. They're like so thin, so shriveled up. Like they are, like they're almost dead parts of his anatomy. And it is a really interesting thing. And he always holds them palm up, which yeah. again is also very interesting. Yeah, I like that. And then um, we had the good old purple radioactive fire plasma, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Yeah. And that was really interesting because that was just a, a sharp deviation from the typical white, blue, red we typically saw. I think Anno said that the um, that was like his uh, his tribute to uh, to Prince, the the artist, the music artist Prince, because he passed away like shortly before that, so he made him purple for him or something. I didn't know that. That's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I, I, I heard I heard tell that uh, the color purple is symbolic of death in. In Eastern yeah. culture, which you know, I mean, like if, if you're seeing it, you know, there it is. I personally, um, I've been inside a uh, nuclear reactor. I haven't been inside a nuclear reactor, but I've been inside a uh, a um, nuclear plant, and we got to see like the cooling rods while they were cooling water, the spent rods, so to speak. And um, the fellow who was taking us on the tour was allowed to you know shut off the lights so that you could see the glow that was coming up from the water and it is actually yeah. that same color purple oh, the decaying really? fuel rods so blue is a bad color so yeah. you that, that's that's chunkov light and uh, you yeah, don't want to see you don't want to see blue if you see blue that means that the radiation is actually hitting your eye nice. purple is much safer so if it was blue i would have been i would have been quite angry with them for showing me that <laughs> but uh purple was okay just 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 again children if you see an eerie blue glow stay away from the light don't run towards the light the light is dangerous stay away from the light watch the chernobyl tv show that that'll uh, teach you i guess and nobody got the poltergeist reference either gosh poor (laughs) carol ann she would be so devastated right now but um yeah so anyways that's the long short of that. The other great thing about being in an old rea- in an old uh, um, nuclear facility is that it's like taking a time warp. So it was built in the eighties, and everything there, like nothing comes or goes, 
it all gets disposed of at the same time when the, when the reactor, you know, is decommissioned. And so when you go in there, everything's like on VHS, it's all the uh -huh. old TVs, it's all the old computers. It was really awesome to see. It was just step, like I said, stepping into a time warp. Yeah, the dead fuel rods, uh, they do glow that purple color and it is kind cool. of like a ghostly color. It's pretty neat to see. Yeah, it's pretty uh, otherworldly. Yeah, Shin Godzilla, very cool design. Anyways, we are going to move on to our first break in this podcast. Stay with us when we come back. And Christian is going to regale us with some more awesome art expertise. One. Hello, welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. This is episode number 98, rocking your socks off right now. I am here with Connor Baxter, regular co-host and incredible comic book artist, Christian Gonzalez. So before we delve into Christian's formative years and how he got started in art and how he worked his way up, we have Kaiju Conversations, which we skipped over for those of you who think that they caught it. But we wanted to save it because today, July 1st, Stranger Things, the final release on Netflix has come out. And we actually had some people write in, more than one person actually asked the Stranger Things conversation. But I feel, I feel like uh, this one question will encompass, you know, like the vibe that we generally carry out. For a person asked, essentially so the mind flare is probably the perhaps the most kaiju-esque of all of the stranger things characters and creatures seeing as how it can come into our world and amalgamate other creatures into its biomass what kaiju from the godzilla universe would you say it is most akin to and which kaiju from the godzilla verse would you say would be the best to take it down Thoughts, gentlemen. So definitely hetero, you know, because it accumulates biomass. Hetero is poisonous as all get out. I mean, like, I don't know necessarily if it would just like take hetero and be like bonus because the upside down is a pretty nasty realm in and of itself. For those of you who do not watch Stranger Things, we apologize, but you need to watch this show because it's amazing. You should. Um, Connor, your thoughts. I would have said hetero as well, honestly. Um, uh, the way that I've seen it is that Hedra is almost an unstoppable uh, monster. Um, as it's the only um, it's the only monster in the Showa series that actually almost managed to kill Godzilla. You think about it. Um, True. Yeah. Um, and really, it was mostly the humans that technically defeated um, Godzilla. Uh, sorry, Hedra. Uh, by basically electrocuting them pretty much, right? And so when you've got something like that, um, yeah, it's practically an unstoppable creature, really, unless you electrocute it. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, Joe, what would you say is uh, your uh, right. of choice? So I did, I did have a brief conversation with someone else. I had the longest time to think about this, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm a cheater and I get the questions, so I have time to think about them. Um, I thought about Hedra, but because it starts out like a tadpole and whatnot, just like a demo dog or a, a demogorgon dog in the show, I was kind of like, oh, is that really the route I want to take? And then I thought for a little bit. I was like, you know what? Destroya. I feel like Destroya would be like a pretty tough one because... Oh. Destroyer's weakness is cold, whereas the Stranger Things creatures, you know, like they tend to not like fire. So there's that. There is the hive mind the creatures from Stranger Things has that arguably Destroyer has as well. So these are both shape-shifting creatures that, you know, can in theory, you know, like eat other biomass and incorporate it into their being. And then because destroyer is potentially a hive mind that can split off and whatnot it in theory can't be you know really bartered with or mind controlled or attacked that way and since it was such a powerful creature i figured eh, we'll throw a destroyer bone and mention it on the pat on the podcast you know because how often how often do we recognize that good old crab monster for what it was you know i thought that, that was a pretty good one but i thought it was a pretty decent question all in all you know like what uh, one would give it the biggest run for its money, and then like what one is it like most similar to? And in my mind, Destroya. I think, I think 
again, this is for the folks who, you know, like have watched Stranger Things, but uh, I feel like Space Godzilla would make a pretty decent Vecna, honestly. Got the good old psychic stuff going on. Yeah. Just say Biolante was a bit benevolent to really like throw yeah. in there, but Space Godzilla is like the rowdy, ugly, you know, like psychic monster from like the cool yeah. dark place. It um, works. Yeah, cool times. So, anyways, that's it for Kaiju Conversations on this podcast episode, but we're going to move on. So, Christian, tell us about what it like. First of all, what stuff do you use to do your art? You mentioned earlier, you know, that you had a few key tools like take us on the rundown of like how you practice each morning, like how you warm up, like what's that process like for you? All right. So basically I sit down, I whip out this, it's a finger glove only for two fingers. It's like this. So not like so full Michael Jackson. Slides on the screen. All right. So that's why that does that. Yeah. And why I would you need, why would you need that to slide on the screen is to prevent like on a digital art platform, is that to prevent it, like, the brush from knowing that your palm is there or uh, the iPad is pretty good about detecting when it's your hand versus when it's the Apple pencil. So it doesn't really, work. you can also turn off uh, like finger input for that, right. for that specifically, but it's also mostly so like my hand doesn't stick to the screen. While I'm trying to like do strokes and stuff. Oh, okay. I also use a gen two Apple pencil, you know, it's like, so amazing, right? Like a little white. All stick. the Apple listeners right now are just like, yes. Yes. Yeah, and then of course I use the iPad with the stand nice. to elevate okay. it to my face a little bit. No, nothing too crazy. I don't have like the thousand dollars Cintiq or anything. You don't really need anything crazy to draw. No, I, th I think that's one of the wonderful things about drawing and that type of artwork anyways, is because it's just so inclusive of so many different people. So what programs do you use on your iPad? I feel like a lot of folks in general have like an Apple product or like access more or less to an ipad hopefully yeah i use uh specifically procreate just exclusively procreate it's 10 bucks one-time purchase and that's all you need really yeah so you go to the app store pay yeah. your 10 bucks and $10. off you go yep and you can also download uh brush sets that other artists create online like gumroad is a source for that you can just google like oh <clears throat> like insert like this sort of brush and you can download like a whole pack so what Christian's talking about, folks, um, when there are like brush sets or brushes that other people have created, think about like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? So T-Rex had scales and you don't want to sit there for like a thousand hours drawing scales on this amazing work of art that you're creating. In the past, you might have, but nowadays we can cheat. So what you can do is you can find like a scale pattern that someone else has created a whole lot, uh, you like a whole lot use that as like your paint and then apply it so that like basically you are painting on scales what would have been like an all-day job before suddenly becomes like what christian 30 seconds yeah it's quick i mean the, the best thing about digital digital art is you get to you get to cut corners and cheat around every now and then but i mean it's not cheating it's just yeah, I know. I know it's not cheating, but you know, yeah, like for, like a, for those of us who grew up in the dark ages and had to do this on yeah. a pencil, you know, it's totally like. Yeah, I, I did my time, man. I, I got my start traditionally using pen and ink, so I think I earned the right to uh, cut some corners here and there. Yeah, I most recently purchased an airbrush, and let me tell you, folks, if you paint, get an airbrush. You you're you're just yeah. being a pariah if you use brushes the whole time. Get an airbrush. It's so good. It's so easy. It dries so quickly. Please. It doesn't hurt to know as many skills as possible. You know? True. There you go. Sure. So those are the typical tools of the trade. So when you warm up, like how long are how long do you practice drawing before you get into like your actual project work, would you say? Oh well, I mean, I say I practice every day. I mean, I just start drawing whatever I was I left off on. I don't have any like all right, I'm going to sketch out this random thing and then start doing work. I'm just, I just sit down and I start drawing where I left off. I don't know how some artists actually have the time to like, oh, I did a warm up sketch and it looks like a full on like illustration. I'm like, how did you like, I, what do you like, what are you like a robot? Like, I, I, I could never do that. My, my sketches are just a mess a lot of the time. But um, yeah, no, I just sit back down and I'm like, start off where I left. I am one of these abominations that has to practice before I do like a full on thing. And I use it just for scaling what I'm going to put into my drawing, you mm -hmm. know? Well, so like, yeah. 
I have to like scale it appropriately. So like, I remember one time when I was younger, I drew this like amazing NBA player, like doing a slam dunk. And I was really proud of myself because I can't draw people worth a darn. Nice. I made him too tall. His head was out of like the pace of like A4 paper that I was drawing on. It was just like, no. Then my teacher oh. like scanned it on a copier for a larger sheet of paper and I was able to finish it, but it didn't look quite right. As, yeah. as someone who's done life drawing classes, right? So imagine you're drawing someone, right? They're naked and they come around to look at your drawing, right? And you hope, hope to God that they like it. At least, you know, like you know, their heads are usually bigger or like their hands look weird. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Anyways, um, I've actually got a question as, as well. So um, we've mentioned the advantages of drawing digitally. You know, you can undo, you know, it's uh, you can cheat a lot of things or, well, I wouldn't say cheat, but there's a lot more shortcuts, I suppose, yeah. to how you draw, do stuff traditionally. What are the drawbacks of drawing digitally? Well, it's, it's it's if you're not using like the if you're using like standard brushes like the the ones that look just like a straight black line like it's hard to like get that like that feel you know of like someone did this versus like like mm -hmm. a computer did it it's, it's hard to get like that that human touch that's but I mean that's something you learn how to work around oh yeah how to make it look less like uh, mechanical and like you know procedural is using different brushes, like leaving mistakes in, you know, like you don't have to be perfect, like just, you know, sketch loosely and then- So you, know, you, you deliberately leave a few mistakes in just to like- Sometimes I do, yeah, it depends. That's very King's speech of you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. For those of our listeners who have not seen the King's speech because it's, it's not a kaiju film, um, the, the King of England going into World War II, I guess we should say, he had a speaking impediment and um, he had to take speaking lessons. And when he does his speech at the end of the film, you know, his, his uh, great speech, he's been really working up to it because he can hardly talk at the beginning. When he finally does his speech at the end, um, his speaking therapist says, uh, oh, you uh, stuttered a little bit on that one. He's like, well, I had to let them know it was me, didn't I? Exactly. It's a great moment, but uh, yeah, yeah, I am human, you know, but yeah. uh, that's great. So for those of our listeners who want to be artists, who want to get into the comic book industry, so explain the grind on that. We've, we've already gone over like how you get a gig, you know, like once you've yeah. got the talent. So like talk about working up to that talent is, was there a day job involved? Like while you were working up to well, it or? <clears throat> well, in all the years leading up to like now I've been working I mean, I was in high school and then in college, I didn't really have jobs. So I had a lot of time after school to just obviously do my schoolwork and then to draw. I was fortunate enough to neither have a job, not to need a job, you know, during that time. But um, it's just a matter of like, if you if you want to be an artist, you have to just draw every single day. Like every every single drawing you do, even if it's a professional gig, it's still practice for the next drawing. That's how I like to see it. Like everything you're doing is practice for your next drawing. And, you know, like I started off, you know, posting my art on DeviantArt when I was in high school. And it's, I look back on it now and it's horrible. Like, but, you know, I keep it there as a reminder of like where you start. And like on my Instagram, it goes back to like 2015 and I just have everything old on there, even if it looks horrible compared to like what I do now. It helps to like look back, watch yourself like as you grow, like learn from your mistakes and, you know, just keep going like don't look back like, you made a mistake on this drawing like just fix it the next one you know awesome. yeah so were there any points where you got nervous about the path that you were choosing as an artist because i feel like that's something that comes along you know like when everybody's like choosing a career and it might end up being like really hard so did you ever have that point and how'd you get through it well yeah i mean well First, first of all, I'm not like, I don't just only do art. Obviously I have like some stuff on the side. Like I help my parents run their family business. And you know, it's art is like, to me, it's like supplementary where it's like my, my side hustle, if you will, you know, but I do it every single day. So it feels like it's my main thing that I do. But um, it just, if people tell you, it's like, oh, you can't do it. It's not realistic. Like just, just do it anyways. And like, you know, just still do it. Like just try to do it, give it all, give it your all, you know? 
Yeah, I think that the the biggest thing is just actually doing it. Yeah, there's so many people who never even get to that step. If you actually do it, you're better than like 98% of people. Yeah, because then there's like the 1% that try it and then give up. And then there's like the 1% that try it, fail, and then they keep going. And those are the ones that make it. It's like uh, exercising, you know, you like, you go to the gym and you're like, after a week, you don't see results, you give up. So it's like, it's like that where you're not going to see results overnight. You're going to have to keep at it. As they say, patience is a virtue. Exactly. Get us to get out. We're going to leave on that awesome high note and we're going to go to our recommendations for if nothing else for this episode. So Christian, I'm going to pick on you. This is your time to shine and plug your art. So if nothing else, for people who have listened to this episode and want more of your content, where do they go? So my biggest, I'd say my biggest social media you know, uh, footprint, if you will, would be Instagram. That's where you can just go and see all of my art from like now till my very first post. If you want to go all the way down, I've seen people do that actually. So it's surprising. And that's um, just sea guns, like S-E-A-G-U-N-S, just that's it. And then I'm also on there. I have a link to like all my other social media. I'm also on Twitter, guns underscore art. I post art there as well, as well as just talk a lot of nonsense about like various media and like games and kaiju stuff and my biggest thing that i'm trying to get off the ground now is my patreon i've got like 10 people on there i do a monthly sticker club where i send out a, a brand new sheet every month five by seven like like that it's pretty good size every month i have them vote on it i post all my behind the scenes content like my like from the ugly ugly like initial sketch to like the final so it's like a whole like whole thing patreon you can see it on my social media links and stuff like that on my bios. That's pretty awesome. much it. As far as me, that's all I have. Recommendations for stuff like, you know, watch Stranger Things. You know, that's good. Read, yep. Berserk, read Berserk for sure. That's like my number one. And, you know, watch more Godzilla movies if you don't. Yep. Well, it would be uh, a better place if everyone just watched Godzilla movies. It is. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot who said it, but it's like if... Um, I believe it was like Ralph Coronelli. He said this. He says if Godzilla is like if the Godfather and Fast and Furious were in the same franchise. So, you know, watch it. Universal keeps joking that they're going to introduce Jurassic Park into the Fast and Furious franchise. That would you be know, Godzilla, bro. That's all you need. Just give me a T-Rex and a Subaru and then we're sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Rexy doesn't need a Subaru. Connor, <laughs> if nothing else. Um, if you want to get started um, uh, 3D sculpting for free, try Blender. Other than that, it's been very warm the last couple of days. It's been 23 degrees here at least. Uh, um, go outside. Where's, where's, here, where's here, Connor? Where's <laughs> here? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anywhere that's sunny, <laughs> go outside. Enjoy the summer. But, oh dear. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, uh, Joe, if nothing else. So if nothing else, check out Christian's Instagram and his other works of art that you may not have seen because they are, are awesome. And I personally like quite a few of them. Um, I am also going to plug another Patreon, uh, the one that I joined, which I think is great uh, for those of you who are getting started into 3D printing and like dinosaurs and kaiju and whatnot. I had a good look round um, when I was looking for one because uh, getting the files to 3D print can cost a lot of money if you're looking for good ones. So joining a Patreon or a tribe or whatever they are, like a monthly subscription is the way to go. I pay $10 a month for mine. It is on my mini factory, my mini factory. That is a website. And the tribe is dino as in dinosaur and dog. And you should see an icon of a little white dog riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And the fella does, I think he does like 10 dinosaur sculpts a month. They all look great. And Jeez. you can print them out. And for $10 a month, that's great because ordinarily they would be like $9 for each individual file. So you save about $90 a month and you just get them. So it's cool. 
but yeah, that's a great way of like getting into art as well. I'll also, you know, like do a plug again, get an airbrush. Oh my gosh. They're so good. They're so good. Practice on an airbrush. It's like, it's like drawing digitally. Like once you get in the nick of it, like, oh, brilliant. Just like, remember to wear a mask and not breathe in those fumes. <laughs> the paint dries so quickly. So quickly. Like I can, I can paint. And then 10 minutes later, I'm ready to paint again. Oh, anyways, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We've really enjoyed having you along with us on this episode of Kaiju Curry House. And as always, keep it Kaiju. Mm -hmm.